Welcome to Category 5 Technology TV, episode number 385 for Tuesday, the 3rd of February, 2015. So nice to see you. Nice to have you here. I'm Robbie. I'm Kelsey. Kelsey, tonight we've got an exciting show. We're going to learn how to unlock an Android smartphone. There are many different advantages to that. Yes. Stick around. We're going to basically learn how to save a whole boatload of money and get ourselves out of phone service contracts with, uh, yes. with our cell phone. That'll be nice. Stick around. You don't want to miss out on that. Sasha Dermatis over in the newsroom. Hey, yeah. Hello. I just realized how great this show is going to be for me. I have an Android phone. Yes. All right. <laughs> Here's what's coming up in the Category5.tv newsroom. BMW has patched a security flaw that left 2.2 million cars including Rolls-Royce and Mini models, open to hackers. A new budget-priced Raspberry Pi computer has been unveiled, offering a faster processor and more memory than before, but at about the same price. A cross-party group of peers has dropped a second attempt to add the so-called Snoopers Charter to the government's counter-terrorism bill. Police forces in England and Wales have uploaded up to 18 million mugshots to a facial recognition database. Despite a court ruling, it could be unlawful. And, want to gain entrance to your office, get on a bus, or perhaps buy a sandwich? We're all getting used to swiping a card to do all these things, but at Epicenter, a new high-tech office block in Sweden, they're trying a different approach, a chip under the skin. Stick around, the full details are coming up later in the show. This is Category 5 Technology TV. Starring Sasha Dermatis. Hillary Rumble. Krista Wells. Kid. And your host, Robbie Ferguson. Category 5 Technology TV. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Yes, hello. I'm Robbie Ferguson. And I'm Kelsey. Kelsey, filling in last minute for Erica Lalonde, who unfortunately can't be with us tonight. Thanks for being here. No problem. And all the best to Erica. Hey, I hope you are doing well and that you had a wonderful week. I'm looking forward to spending the next hour with you. Uh, We've got lots to play around with and to learn. Lots to do. (laughs) Yeah. All right. What do we have on the show? We're going to be talking about unlocking a phone. Which will be fun yes. and exciting. Just waiting to see. And of course, Category5.tv is <laughs> <laughs> a member see? of see? the Tech yeah. Podcast Network. <laughs> Category5.tv is a member of the we Tech Podcast We do the po- same I'm thing sorry. at the beginning of every show. <laughs> every single show we say the same thing. I just copy and paste it to the page. And yes. I even drop hints and I even stop talking. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay, she's new here. Oh, wait a minute. If it's no, not, it's here. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but your initiation is almost complete. Go ahead. <laughs> we are a member of the Tech Podcast Network, so if it's tech, it's here. Cat5.tv slash TPN and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Cat5.tv slash IAIB. All right. Yeah. We'll add the explosion effects in post. Okay. All right. Okay, don't forget to check out our mobile website, m.cat5.tv. <laughs> Scan the code, visit it on your mobile device, check yes. us out. And, uh, of course, our main website is www.category5.tv. Check us out today. Register for your free account and become part of this amazing community. Speaking of community, I want to say hey to those of you who are joining us live in the chat room. Yes, welcome. Category 5 on Freenode. Do some name drops, Kels. All right. We got Sirius Minor. I think that's how you pronounce it. There's also Dreamweaver. Sirius? Yeah, I'll go with Sirius. Okay. Dreamweaver 909. <laughs> we were singing the song <laughs> just before the show. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, I've also got Movie Buff. All right. Movies are great. Good to see you. Nice to see everybody. All right. Tonight, we're going to do something kind of interesting, kind right. of daring. Oh, boy. We're going to learn together how to unlock a phone, how to take a phone and, and make it unlocked. Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Do you have a phone plan? Yes. How much do you pay? Uh, I don't know. Nice. <laughs> I love that arrangement. Well. Sasha, you know how much you pay. I, I have an incredible deal, but it's probably way more than I should you be You know paying. how much I pay. We've talked about it. I know how it. much you pay. Nobody wants to admit how much they pay. I pay $6 a month. I pay $80, oh, but I get six gigs. But I get six gigs. I get unlimited because I use Wi-Fi. How, how do you get... How is it six bucks a month? I use pay-as-you-go where you pay 25 bucks every four months. Right. And then you, do, you get very little. It's just basic, like it's yeah. for emergencies only kind of thing, because I don't use it for anything else. And, uh, and I use Wi-Fi. I don't use a cellular internet plan. Hmm. So, Where do you get your Wi-Fi, Robbie? Do you have uh, it anywhere. at your home? I have Wi-Fi at home. I have Wi-Fi at work. You have Wi-Fi at every coffee shop that you stop at. Yeah. And if I'm sense. en route, I, it's illegal to pick up my phone and start texting anyways. And unsafe. Oh. Even if it and was un- even if it was not illegal, it's completely unsafe. Do not text and drive. Right. So yeah. when you think about it, if it's so unsafe, why do you need it when you're traveling? Mm-hmm. Right? And I do have the hotspot, which we use here at the studio, that if I really ever needed to take internet with me, I could do that. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you've always got Wi-Fi access. Pretty least, much wherever you yeah, go. Yeah, pretty much anywhere you go. Anytime, it, it, even if... I, I stopped after the show last week. I went through the A and W drive-through, <laughs> and they said, "Oh, it's going to be about eight minutes because we have to cook it fresh for you." Yeah. I'm like, "Okay, sweet. I'd rather fresh food than something that's been sitting for a while." Mm-hmm. And I sat there on my, on their Wi-Fi, <laughs> in the car in the drive-through. Like there, there's Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah. So and, and those in the chat room said six bucks. Well, it's twenty-five dollars every four months. It's really good that's pay-as-you-go service with with what i'm doing so it's very very limited like i say but because i use it only for emergencies right and Mm -hmm. and it's really just for when you're en route or whatever because you've got whatever home phone business phone yeah where where you are me mom my me my mom and adam we're all on a family plan okay so that complicates things as far as the question how much yeah because it's kind of under my dad's account and he gets everything cheaper because he works for a cell phone provider oh nice <laughs> which is great and that's I'm an so even happy. bigger bonus okay yeah. well I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what we're doing tonight and, and why we've done this now you, these things still work and this is what we've been using all this time because i yeah. just don't care right it, it's it's literally just a phone and Whatever. I, this one doesn't even have Wi-Fi because there's no. Uh, you've got T9 input. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do any any kind of Wi-Fi? But the fact is, is the time has come to upgrade uh, my wife's phone, and it's like, okay, well, why wouldn't you do this? Cost, mm-hmm. possibly. So what we need to now. Some of the things that I want to tell you are not necessarily applicable to everybody, but you can buy refurbished phones. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. You can. Here in Canada, we, we've got Factory Direct, for example. Yeah. Um, you can get refurb phones. That's where I got mine, and it was like 80 bucks for a, a Samsung phone, and it works fine. So, But when it comes time to upgrade our phone, which is on a monthly plan for 30 or $40 a month just to yeah. have this phone, it doesn't make any sense to stay with that because I might as well buy a refurbished phone, do the whole thing where you're paying $6 and change a month, and yeah. you'll actually end up paying for the phone pretty quickly. But... I called up our phone provider, who just happens to accumulate points as you use their service. And as you can probably tell, we've been with them for some time, <laughs> right? Yeah, just, uh-huh. just a few years, only like a couple months, maybe. So, so I went in, and they said, well, you've got enough points to get a free Samsung Galaxy Core LTE <gasps> Ooh. for free. It's pretty. I have to hide all the, the private stuff. Can you see that? There's my receipt. Give the camera guy work out in the focus department. There you go. You can see it. It says zero dollars. Zero. 
That's pretty for great. a Samsung Galaxy Core. So that's cool. So, yeah. of course, why would you not get a free Samsung Galaxy Core? Well, mm-hmm. because then you're still locked in to the $30 a month thing. Yeah. $40 a month. And you probably want to upgrade your plan because they'll push you on getting um, LTE service on the LTE oh, yeah. phone. There's the upgrade for zero dollars right so that's pretty good i could hypothetically take the chip out of this one the sim card mm-hmm. put it in this one and boom we've got service yeah and it would work but there's another problem we're gonna do this in multiple steps oh boy <laughs> okay so we've got the phone maybe you aren't able to get one for free that's kind of a bonus for us um and we've been faithfully paying our bill for so many years but you can definitely find a refurbished phone for, uh, for fairly anywhere. cheap. Yeah. yeah. So let's pull this thing apart, and you see that I've got the old-style full-sized SIM card here. Let's see if I can get it out here with just my clipped fingernails. There you go. So it's a full-sized chip. Well, that's probably not going to do in, the, in a new Samsung Galaxy Core LTE. Let's see. So we're going to get in here. That might be a little big. Yeah. Thinking so. You guys see that? Yeah. So I'm not going to be able to use this chip because it uses a micro SIM. Yeah. And the the new iPhones use the nano SIM. Yeah, my new phone, uh, the HTC One Mate, it's got a, like the nano SIM, like it's tiny. Very, very tiny. It's basically this chip without any of the white around it. It's literally that chip. Yeah. yeah. Might even be a smaller version of that chip. So what do we do? Ah, oh, we got our phone, but we can't do anything with it. Well, we can. And this is where experimentation and fun comes in. I'm going to give you all the links that you need, but we're going to print out this really, really quick little template. Okay. What is genius about SIM cards is that they have made them so that they are, the chip itself is the same from nano all the way up to full-size SIM. Mm-hmm. So for a micro SIM, I can actually use a template, and I can cut Ooh. this chip down. Oh. Aha, aha! Aha! Now doing this will void your warranty for sure. Yes. That's okay. Got me some double-sided tape. Double-sided sticky tape. Yeah, yeah. this stuff is the greatest invention ever. Double-sided tape. So here, I'm going to switch cameras here for you. So I'm going to stick that right there. Take my chip. And now I have to print this at 100% A4 size. And you can tell that I've done it perfectly because the chip it's right there. is going to line up just, just right to those lines. If you mess this up at all, it's oh, ruined. Man. It's ruined. That's why we have a backup. Uh, they see these days. See things are different now. These days, this is what what the provider Fido sent us. Genius, right? They've yeah. created a, a card where the SIM you can you punch can pop out, it out. So I can punch out the SIM. There's a full size SIM, and there's a nano SIM, in and then you, and there is a nano SIM, and you can get you can punch this out ever so gently. There's a micro SIM. See. And isn't there like the nano sim in there? Too? And then the nano sim is there too. Now I'm not going to punch out the nano sim because this is a micro sim. Yeah. And so this is our failsafe. We'll be able to use this chip in if case we something need to. Goes wrong. Yeah. If I completely fob up her chip. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then I guess I can use that as an adapter template too. Yeah. Cool. All right. So let's set that one aside. Yes. Let's get into our template here again. I'm going to give you the the printable uh, template as well in the show notes for episode number 385. So I just want to line this up with the double-sided sticky tape on there. Real careful. Got to be uber accurate. There we go. So now it is stuck to that paper perfectly. Cute. And it looks good. I even printed extra. Just in case. You All never right. know. You never well, No, you do know. With me, you know. <laughs> Yeah, okay. So now, let's just grab a credit card, something like that. And I'm going to try this with this with this pen, but I also have pencils. Try, just well, in case. try with a pencil. 
So basically what I'm doing is I'm lining up the edge of the card with these lines that are on the paper for me. So I go around, and mark, mark my lines. Best to go a little bit big, then find that you've cut too much off. Are we getting nervous yet? A little bit. Yeah. Time to switch to pencil. <laughs> Go. DJ Quad co commented on the chat room saying, forget coding, coding 101, this is hacking 101. Well, it's a little bit of let's make this thing work. And when your phone provider can give you a free phone, why not, right? Yeah. And this isn't when a you, bad phone either. That is not a bad phone whatsoever. It's Android. Yeah, it'll get that. you what you need. There's one final line here that I need to... This is the corner edge. Put that on there. And now draw my line. Oh, that's a bit too far. There we go. So you see now my sim is all marked up. <laughs> okay. Robbie? Yeah? Maybe flip your credit card over. Says my sister. <laughs> you, you want it? It's a $25 prepaid. It's you, funny that yeah. you hate all the information on your bill, but you show your close-up of your credit card. <laughs> I, I kind of, you know what? It's, it's one of those things like, yeah. Okay, it's, it's a race to spend my $25. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Sorry, Robbie. <laughs> okay. This is the moment of truth. Because oh I'm boy. using I'm using a live active SIM card here. First of all, let's let's get this stuff out of here. Make it smaller. Yeah. Okay. This is some intricate cutting going on here. You want to use real sharp scissors. I'm hoping mine are good. Oh, like butter, like butter. <laughs> Look at that. It's pretty. Okay, got a nice cut there. I love this double-sided tape. It's so much better than any other method of trying to do this. I'm trying to keep this framed in the shot at the same time. Go. I'm really nervous right now. I know. I'm. I'm gonna be nervous with the one that's really, really close to the, to the chip. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that one next because there's no point in doing any more if I cut the chip in half. I'm going to go a little bit further away than it wants me to. So I don't want to actually cut the chip. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really bad. That'd be real bad. <sighs> Did you do it? I know I'm good. I'm good. Oh, yeah. Okay. There we go. Last one. I actually, this is the second from oh, last. Second last. There we go. And now just this corner piece. Okay, who's in charge of finding all the pieces that have shot around the room? Okay, so I suppose now I've got this interesting um, advantage that I have, the one that I just punched out, so I could see if we it come fits. anywhere close. And it is awfully close. Mine is a little bit larger. But that's okay. Should okay. hopefully will still fit. Well, let's see if it'll fit. See, I, I I mentioned that I'd rather be a little bit bigger than, than too, too small, small yeah. and then find. Well, you can't grow it, but you can cut it down a little bit more. Mm -hmm. All right. The card goes in like that. Yeah. Like arts and crafts. It is arts and crafts. Maybe Absolutely. you should take off the paper and the tape. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> It's that that double-sided tape is so good that I forgot that yeah this is like a oh my gosh <laughs> and what's lovely about this too is that Robbie knowing that he was going to have close-ups of his hands decided to clip his nails today oh yeah which makes it all the more awkward okay thanks Kels no wonder it was so fat <laughs> okay oh oh uh, no 
No, it's a bit too wide, see? See? Okay, so back to the scissors. We know that this edge, because I've got this little template so I can kind of see, that edge needs to be trimmed down just ever so slightly. It can be done! Yeah! Ready, Kels? Yes. Oh, and I should say, one of the other things that you want to do is grab a nail file. You don't want to damage the phone, and there could be rough edges. Just kind of file those off. You don't want little pieces of cut plastic falling into your oh, phone. Oh, that'd be really bad. Yeah. So just a, just a quick cleanup of the edge there. Okay. Blow it off. Sure you're putting it in the right way? Thanks, Kels. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take theirs, and we're going to compare. And it just slides right in. Okay, so looking at mine, what's the difference? Mine is just a little bit longer, and you can see... Oh, I'm sorry. You can see that mine on the underside is just a little more than a hair too wide. Yeah. And a little bit too long. All right, it's really hard to frame that while I'm holding it. So, let's do it. Another hair here. Like brain surgery in here. <laughs> We're all so quiet. I know. Okay, I'm still and I'm really nervous. That. Okay. I'll pull it back a little bit on this end. Okay. Yeah. That's looking awfully much like a micro sound. Yeah. Okay. Let's see if this works. Well, if it fits. Yeah. Then the next step will be firing this puppy up. I know my wife is watching at home with bated breath. <laughs> I hope he doesn't break my phone. <laughs> Ready? Oh. Snaps in and out. That. Yeah. Okay. Let's fire this up. Yeah, let's start with. Now, I didn't show you before, but there's a little icon up here that says there's no SIM card, and it will also tell you on the, uh, the pull-down menu that there's no SIM. It's making noises, guys. Nice. It's alive. Yeah. I hope so. Let's see what the battery life is like. <gasps> there's no, no SIM. Nice. Up here, normally there's an icon that says no SIM. And I'll show you that to prove it. So it has taken that SIM. And it knows that it's on Fido. Look at that. So it worked, folks. Yay! Our SIM card worked. All right, I'm going to kill the power here. Oh, oh, no, I'm not going to do it because something else just came up, folks. You see it? Sorry, really, really tough. We've got 4G. We've got signal. Just Yippee. like that. So the phone is active. I could make a call now. Cool. You should call Becca now and tell her their phone is done. Hey, your phone works. <laughs> Congratulations. Okay, so that's, so that's that. And it's a shame to see this old, old girl go. But the fact is, now, there's, there's one other thing that we're still tied into, and that's this monthly contract. Yeah. I really want to drop my bill down, and I want to, um, I want to be able to do this, uh, the, you know, the pay-as-you-go. Mm-hmm. Well, the pro- provider that I'm with only offers, you know, the best deal that I can get is like $30, 40 a month, and I don't want that. I want a better service. So mm-hmm. 
uh, I want a cheaper service. Right. Because Becca, like me, is always within range of Wi-Fi, and we might as well save the money if, mm-hmm. uh, if we can. So let's give it a go. You can get, get it open. Back off. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to take a break for the news. And then when we're back, we're going to look into uh, how we can actually unlock this phone. Now, keep in mind, this phone is locked to FIDO. So this was purchased from or received from FIDO. And when you buy a phone from a provider, they actually make it so that you have to activate it and use it with their service. So Mm -hmm. a FIDO phone will only work with FIDO. Now, if you buy one of these refurbished phones, you've probably seen Unlocked. And unlocked means it will work with any of the compatible providers. So you can go with Fido, Bell, Rogers, whatever. Um, so in our case, we've got something that's locked down to Fido. We're going to see if if we can do it and make it work with another provider. Ooh. After this. <laughs> You're laughing. You're laughing. Sasha. <laughs> It's Tuesday, February 3rd, 2015, and here are the stories we're covering this week. BMW's connected drive software, which allows remote operation of vehicle systems, didn't use encryption. Raspberry Pi's new model has been unveiled, and it's about six times as powerful as the B+. Much to the relief of the citizens in the UK, the Snoopers charger has been rejected again. The mugshots of hundreds of thousands of innocent people are suspected to have been uploaded to a facial recognition system used by the police forces in England and Wales. And a new high-tech office block in Sweden are implanting RFID chips under the skin of staff. These stories are coming right up. Don't go anywhere. Depending on where you're located in this big old world of ours, you may remember it as either the Sega Mega Drive or the Sega Genesis. And now, more than a quarter of a century after its original release in Japan, it's more convenient than ever to take these classic Sega games with you. My review is coming right up, so stick around. Try it. Buy it. I'm Sasha Dermatis, and here are the top stories from the Category 5.tv newsroom. BMW has patched a security flaw that left 2.2 million cars, including Rolls-Royce and Mini models, open to hackers. The flaw affected models fitted with BMW's connected drive software, which uses an onboard SIM card. The software operated door locks, air conditioning, and traffic updates, but no driving firmware, such as brakes or steering, which is great, BMW said. According to BMW, no cars have actually been hacked, but the flaw was identified by German Motorist Association ADAC. ADAC's researchers found the cars would try to communicate via a spoofed phone network, leaving potential hackers able to control anything activated by the SIM. The patch, which was applied automatically, includes making data from the car encrypted. So really, Robbie, if you were to... um, if you were to hack a BMW as somebody was driving it, you could like amp up the thermometer or you could mess with them mess with the door like locks. the toilets that you could spray the bidet. It's oh, like I know. why that's, not? Yeah. That that's incredible that a, a company so large would forget to encrypt their software. I don't know. Yeah, like, incredible what indeed. Mm. What happened? Here's it, it's it's an eye opener in it though. Yeah. It really is. I mean, between that and, like, the Sony thing where they forgot to use proper passwords, I feel like everybody needs to talk to you first, Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Great news. There is a new budget-priced Raspberry Pi computer. Um, It's offering faster processor and more memory than before, but at about the same price. The Raspberry Pi 2 Model B is roughly six times more powerful than the prior version, the Model B+, according to the British charity behind it. Previous versions of the kit have been widely adopted by schools and enthusiasts across the world. But the Pi faces increased competition. Another UK-based firm, Imagination, Imagination, recently released a bare-bones computer of its own, and the Arduino, Intel Galileo, Gizmo 2, and BeagleBone Black, and Hummingboard also form part of a growing list of rivals. Imagination creator C120, Imagination's... C1, 
our Imagination Creator C120s features built-in flash storage, which the Raspberry Pi lacks, but is at about double the price. Um, Raspberry Pi 2 makes two major changes to the previous version while leaving the other components unchanged. The CPU is now quad-core rather than single-core, and the board now features one gigabyte of RAM. The Raspberry Pi 2 can run a variety of Linux-based systems out of the box, but its makers have also promised it will be able to support Microsoft's next operating system at a later date. The new kit, most of which is manufactured at Sony's factory in South Wales, costs about $35. Wow. Six times faster than the original. That's incredible. The specs on that, again, it goes back to for me to... Wow, that would make a decent little server rig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something really, really tiny, right? I love it. Um, a cross-party group of peers has dropped a second attempt to add the so-called Snoopers Charter to the government's counterterrorism bill. The Snoopers Charter would require details of every email, website visit, and social media log to be recorded. Lords King, Blair, Carlisle, and West wanted measures on communications data rejected in 2012 to be included in the bill, saying they were vital tools for combating terrorism. But they withdrew their amendment and it did not go to a vote. The counterterrorism bill will now give new powers to UK security services. It will also allow the Home, Secu- the Home Secretary to impose temporary exclusion orders on British terror suspects. The legislation had already cleared its first hurdle in the House of Lords and undergone detailed scrutiny in a committee. Lord King, a Conservative former Defence Secretary, said, We will lose an opportunity to put in place a temporary stopgap measure that could have reduced the threat to our nation from from terrorism at the present time. We just have to pray that we don't pay too high a price for that. Robbie, that sounds like a whole lot of fear-mongering, to be honest. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know. It, it really, I mean, Person of Interest is a great show. <laughs> I'm just not so sure that there is a real place for it. In Because real life. I just don't know that there is responsible government. Yeah. When it comes to that amount of information and having, it, it's, it's an intrusion, of course, on our privacy to have somebody collecting that kind of data. I can understand. We've mentioned, I think we talked a little bit about briefly on last week's show about how, you know, if, if there was some kind of terrorist activity being plotted, you, the government should know about that. And that's mm-hmm. where that person of interest scenario works. But for all the innocent people that it's being, that it's tracking, where do you draw the line? And, and who's to say that information couldn't be compromised? Yeah. And hacked, you know, are they, how, how well is it protected? Mm-hmm. Or used against the, in, like, anybody who's innocent. I I don't, it's not like I search crazy things, but for some reason I would be uncomfortable with everybody knowing everything I search. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just don't love the feeling that, I mean, I you have to assume you're always being watched anyway. I just don't like the feeling that it's actually happening. Yeah. <laughs> that it's actually true. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, Here's some scary news. Police forces in England and Wales have uploaded up to 18 million mugshots to a facial recognition database. Despite a court ruling, it could be unlawful. They include photos of people who have never been charged or others who have been cleared of offense and were uploaded without home office approval. An independent commissioner said photos of hundreds and thousands of people, of innocent people, may be on the database. But people insist that the database complies with the Data Protection Act. A number of police forces have begun to, begun to use facial recognition technology, including the Metropolitan Police and Leicestershire Police. It's already used by Britain's spy agency and by Border Force and UK airports and ports. Leicestershire Police said the facial recognition system it had begun using last year had proved invaluable. Well, that's fine, I guess, except that now innocent people's faces are logged in a database. And if you, which, find, and if you see and, them at all, like anyone at airport security, they can't fly anywhere because they'll be taken by security and be like, hey, we have to look at your stuff oh. and at you. 
And if you're trying to get home or something. What happens if there's an investigation going on and facial recognition software thinks you are the person? Exactly. There are the people there are people that look alike and they're not related sure at all. Are. I've seen that for have and you, there are people yeah. separated at birth also. Have you seen Mr. Clean? or velma from scooby-doo i look just like her what if she's a suspect one of my friends like even in our my school like one of my old friends like i got to school and there was like two other people who looked strangely similar to her oh really yeah in our school i was like what this is a pretty small area yeah yeah and isn't there something like some someone was saying there was like seven people in the world who look like you who look exactly like you so it's like so it would be interesting as a as a test for them to take this database now and feed it one of those people that it knows look like looks like somebody Somebody else else. yeah and Mm -hmm. see if the software reports them as being the wrong person i just don't like this one bit those last two stories just give me the heebie-jeebies. This one is no different. <laughs> Want to gain your uh, entry to your office? Get on a bus or perhaps buy a sandwich? We're all getting used to swiping. I do. Di- I do want to do those things. How can I do it? Well, we're all getting used to swiping a card to do these things. But at Epicenter, a new high-tech office block in Sweden, they're trying a different approach. Here it is. A chip under the skin. <laughs> yes. Felicio Del Costa, whose company is one of the tenants, arrives at the front door and holds his hand against it to gain entry. Which I'll tell you, I hold my uh, hand against the door and push to gain entry. It works. It works. It still works. Inside, he does the same thing to get into the office space he rents. And he can also wave his hand in front of a photocopier to operate it. Well, I wave my hand in front of a photocopier and just press a little button to operate it. So... (laughs) Good job. <laughs> That's all because he has a tiny RFID or radio frequency identification chip about the size of a grain of rice implanted in his hand. Soon, others among the 700 people expected to occupy the complex will also be offered a chance to be chipped. Along with access to doors and photocopiers, they're promised further services in the long run, including the ability to pay at the cafe with the touch of a hand. This is ludicrous. That's frightening. <laughs> is that your final answer? <laughs> I I can't even pretend to like this idea. No. This, I mean, technology, good, awesome. Chipping yourself to gain a- entry, what? Why what can't are you, thinking? you? What? Can I just say that they haven't even gotten the debit card or the credit card right yet? Like yeah. for me to have to go into the bank when I do my deposits and stuff, and I have to pull out this slew of cards and. You know, do, so there, there's a convenience factor that that would appeal to people. And the thing is, is like with the with it in the hand, being able to pay for stuff, like anyone can walk around with like a debit machine. Because I know they do it. Like because I know there are people who do it with like just the regular, the new tap as you go. Oh if sure, you, yeah. If you don't have with it the in, in the proper thing, or with the card, right? Yeah, if you don't have it in like the proper like RFID like cancel right. thingy, I don't know yeah. what it's called, um, like. People can go around and just take money from your debit card or credit card without you knowing. If they scan your RFID chip? Yeah. yeah. What if this what if this chip like kept you from like what if Robbie you could get into the bank vault nice. with the chip in your hand and I wanted to get into the bank vault and now instead of just stealing a swipe card from you I have to steal your body or just your hand. Or scan my hand. Well, it's probably hard-coded. But you know why I really want this chip? No. So that I can go, open sesame! (laughs) Because that, that would be... Adam's just sitting there like, I I can't uh, I I dislike it. Call me old school, but I like using my key to get into my house. I I don't want a chip in my hand. What if it goes wrong? Or what if you shake hands with somebody and you swap identities? Whoa, trippy. There's a movie, movie premise right there. And, and isn't hey, there nice like, to meet you. And isn't there like a movie? Oh, I forget what it's called. It's like uh, Tom Cruise and basically they scan your eye. And they know all of your information. What is it? Minority, Minority Report. Report. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that yeah. in a way. <sighs> Heebie-jeebies I, sure. I am also not for it. Yeah, no. oh, I mean, good. and there's the whole religious aspect too. I think people will be 
wondering, oh, yeah. you know, is this the mark of the beast? Is this the premise to that kind of thing? And, you know, so there's that aspect of it too. The technology of it is smart, but where do we stop? Where, you know, what's next? A chip in our hand. We're going to be Borg within 10 years. And even yeah. Bill Gates himself saying, you know, and reiterating uh, that AI is a dangerous thing to be playing mm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, so the only way I would like this is if they implanted the chip on your shoulder. That is, <laughs> that is all. What's your problem? What's your problem, Sasha? Got the chip. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a chip on my shoulder. <laughs> Thank you, Kelsey. For all your tech news with a slight Linux bias, visit the Category5.tv newsroom at newsroom.category5.tv. For the Category5.tv newsroom, I'm Sasha Dermatis. It took me forever to get. (laughs) She just got that! I love that I was able to do two Star Trek references that went like this. I just got that! Uh, I want to show you what uh, what I was talking about here with uh, now that I've removed the sim this is what I was if I can get a focus see how now that the sim is out it says no sim so what we want to do is we want to actually take this phone and make it so that we can unlock it so pretty easy to do that Uh, we can go to our phone service here and just press star, uh, star pound and then zero six, and then pound, and it's going to actually give me the IMEI code of my phone when I enter that code. So I'm just covering it up because of the the confidentiality of said code. So once you've got your IMEI, which is basically an identification number for this particular phone, now we need to take that and we need to have it unlocked. And typically, you'd have to have this done at a phone service store or something where they charge $40 to unlock your phone and they probably keep it for two days and oh this is my brand new phone I don't know if I really want to give it to somebody for two days well what do I do so there are services online and uh, many do it for free no. Pretty close to free. I wish they did it for free, oh. but you might as well not pay $40. You can pay 20 kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and do it yourself. It's really kind of an effortless process, though. So um, just, you know, you can you can search around. eBay is a good place to look, and, and then you know that your your payment is going to be backed as well. So if the, the seller, if you will, doesn't pull through, you can uh, you, you be able, you know, you'll get your money back kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I used a, a fairly local service um, down in Mississauga. It's called Canada GSM. And uh, you actually, so if you're here in Canada, and, and this seems to, seems to have worked for me anyways. I'm not you know, promoting them or anything, but just to show you what I did, I went to unlock.canadagsm.ca. That's where I went and just entered the, um, so the phone is Fido. The make is uh, Samsung. The model, which you're going to find now, of course, I know it's a core LTE G386W, but if in doubt, you can uh, you can pull the back off your phone. I've got it powered on right now, but because uh, you, you're going to need to remove the battery to see the, the model number of the phone. It's probably on the box, too, since this is brand new. But right underneath of that battery, it's going to tell you the model number, which you're going to see is G386W. So then you enter your IMEI code, which I just showed you how to get, and enter your email address and check out for 20 bucks. Now, the service, as you see, says 6 to 12 hours, and, and I wish that you know, companies wouldn't be dishonest with regards to that kind of thing because, yeah. truth be told, it, you know, there's no way they're going to be able to do it in that short amount of time. It's, it's, it's a little bit off-putting that they would say that. Uh, it took about four days oh. to get the code. Yeah. So you, you receive the unlock code, and you know don't don't worry if you don't get it right away. Uh, it is a little bit sales pitchy to you know oh we'll do it really really fast because I think they they want you to feel the sense of urgency and oh well I can do it here for only six to twelve hours. Well probably not, um, and that's a little bit of false marketing, but yeah. take it as, take it as it is right. Um, and the service you know you get your unlock code. So so there are. Um, Many, many services that will do that. And like I say, check eBay, check uh, online, do a quick search, try to find some. Uh, now, you, you want to do a little bit of 
investigation because there are shady companies that do this yeah. as well. Because it's, it's not illegal, but it is uh, something that the phone companies don't want you to do, so they don't provide the service. It's not like I could go to Fido and say, uh, you know, unlock my phone. Then, well, no, we don't do that here, right? Yeah. We want to lock you to Fido. <laughs> we want to put you in a example. plan and that be that. Yeah. And they've been good to us, and they've been a good service. Um, and, you know, so now we've got a new phone. And, and so we're going to take it over to uh, uh, the service that I talked about with Sasha on the show previously. And you can check out baldnerd.com and uh, do a quick search on baldnerd.com for uh, just search for cell phone. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that, uh, that all the information is there on how I did it, how I'm able to get it for $6 and change per month. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So that's it. So next up, I've got to just boot up with the with the new SIM, uh, which is uh, okay. you know the Petro Canada thing. Actually, is what I'm going to be doing. Oh. Petro Canada's gas station. Yeah. Yet they do phone service too, <laughs> and they sell beef jerky. So win win. Yeah. So I just got to boot up with that. Enter my uh, new unlock code and should work. I'll report back to you next week. Yeah. That's all the time that we have for that feature tonight. Hope you enjoyed. I gotta clean up now. I got all this stuff everywhere. You got so many things every I know, which places. I know. Messy, messy. <laughs> you can't messy, see it. There's like messy, things just messy. strewn everywhere over yep. here. It's I know. entertaining. So, what do you got for me, Cal? I've got a couple of viewer questions for you. Oh, great. Uh, the first one. Great. Viewer yeah. questions you don't say. Yeah. Awesome. The first one is from John Sim. Or Zim. Okay, John. It's a little long. Um, he says, Uni- un- Unraid, I think that's... Unraid, yeah. Unraid, okay. Unraid, woohoo! It's so much more understandable for me. For example, it does not give it the option to format a disc until there is one to format, then all of a sudden it is an option. Uh, and if it does not... And, and he loves that it can grow with his needs. If it does not start up someday, there are discs that are still there with all of his files. But I have to admit, having 10 terabytes... Holy crap, that's a lot of data. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, uh, backed up on a two terabyte. Well then, <laughs> sorry folks. Uh, Partiary drive is a bit like magic. I think I pronounced that right. He upgraded to plus, and he really is really happy with that he did. Um, and he wants to know if we're using you Unraid in the studio, and are we up? Yeah, back on uh, episode one hundred and three, I believe it was. I just want to make sure, category5.tv slash episodes slash and then the number, so 103.php will take me there, just to be sure. What is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Wow, Unraid you server. So, you look so young. You were going to say thin, <laughs> weren't you? Yeah, you're, you're, you're a jerk. <laughs> no, I was actually going to say young. It just didn't come out as well as I thought. As I thought. Um, <laughs> it's my fault. I buy him poutine a lot. <laughs> uh, if only it was that simple, Sasha. If only it was that simple. So, um, yeah, yeah, I use Unraid. Wow. I don't have an Unraid server here at the studio, but I built that one on episode 103. And uh, it still works a treat. It's beautiful. Now, we've got a four terabyte parity drive now. Uh, we've got a couple of extra larger drives that have been upgraded. We've had a couple drives fail, and we've had to replace them, but we never lost any data. That's good. It's beautiful. And you're right. The ability with Unraid to be able to take a drive out. Say you're, well, you remember I, I showed on the show um, we had the motherboard capacitors burn out. Mm-hmm. And how brilliant is it that you can just pull the drives on a server that won't boot and uh, and put the drives in a system and, and pull the data off of them if you want. Because yeah, they're Reezer FS. They're, they're not the striping. and it, There's no striping, so it doesn't, it doesn't make a mess of your, your file system if one of the drives is out of the array, for example, or two of the drives. Mm-hmm. You just pull from each drive. It's a file system. Yeah. So it's, it's brilliant that way. So the next question in that is, are you upgrading to version 6? Already done. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ahead of the game. Uh, do you I use... think I'm still on beta. Oh. I, I'm probably, yeah. Do you use any plugins for us? I used to use un, Unmenu uh, because the Unraid menu was so lacking, but now with version 6, it's it's really quite good. Now, I haven't gotten into all of the new stuff. I'm really interested in the virtualization and the ability to utilize more of my system's uh, you know, resources because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's overkill to have like a P4 uh, just for um, file storage. 
but what else can you do, right? Mm-hmm. There's, you could probably power it. Could you power it? I, I was thinking like you could build something for Unraid with a Raspberry Pi, but then you you need to have enough ports for SATA for hard drives, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't. You'd have to have some kind of controller mechanism or something. But yeah. but essentially, I mean, I've got way too much power for what it is that it does. So it'd be nice to use some virtualization, but. I haven't ever had to do it. It's it's old faithful. I mean, Unraid has been on our network for so long, and it stores. We're uh, probably using about five terabytes of data um, stored at any given time, and we've got a couple terabytes free. So, all right, it's great. Last one from him. Uh, well, we couldn't get any of them to work. He really wanted to use Crash Plan, but that was a mess. He did get BT Sync to install and work, but it, and he also oh, installed. Neat. R-Sync, but yep. there is no GUI, so that is out of his capabilities. Do you still recommend the share settings high water and one for spreading out of the data over the disks? I haven't changed anything. Um, and So my configuration has been uh, the, we're talking about the network shares um, and it, it's basically just still running the way it was on episode 103. Mm-hmm. So um, and I can't I can't recall all the different options that are there, so but so yes we're still running it the same way we were, um, but refer back to that episode to see what we're doing and just know that we've progressively upgraded and upgraded the software which is so easy because you just replace the two the two files in the root folder of the flash drive with the newest version and I always keep a backup of the old version so that I I can always fall back and uh, and it it always works. I guess a couple of people are wanting to know what high water is. That's the oh, that's the question now, right? Because I'm trying to remember. It has to do with the way that. So if I'm saving to my network share on an Unraid server, it needs to know. Well, how do I how do I place this within your five hard drives? Mm-hmm. Do I put it all on one hard drive or do I span it out? So high water says, if I recall correctly, and I'll be corrected very quickly if I'm wrong. Um, high water, I believe, is the one that if it will look at my drive with the most free space and it will use that space before it will go to a drive with less free space. So if I've got a drive that has a terabyte free, it will start putting the data on that drive before it starts putting it on one that has 400 gigabytes free. Right. But then once it gets to both having the same amount free, now the water is equal, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. And so it will place it on the drives like that um, so there are a couple of advantages to that if you put in a one big hard drive that's going to be the one that's getting all the right operations for a while uh, and it's new so it takes some of the stress off of the older drives that have been sitting in the array so that's why I would opt toward using that kind of a, ser- uh, uh, a share right um, and uh, and then the parity comes from a parity drive so parity being the ability to have redundancy so if one of the hard drives fails well, where's your data? It's in parity. Mm-hmm. And again, those have been covered. Uh, how parity works has been covered in the show uh, in the past. And uh, so you want to refer back to that. But basically, it, uh, it allows you to recreate the data of any one drive that could fail out of that array. Okay. So as I say, it, it, high water filling up that one hard drive. Well, if that hard drive now crashes, do you lose your data? Not really. You lose the data off of that drive, but then you replace that drive, and it will fill it back up again with the same data. And it does that by comparing what it expects to be there based on the parity drive. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a str- strikingly simple process once you understand how parity works, uh, being you know zeros and ones across a stri- uh, an array. But, uh, it, but it sounds complicated as, mm-hmm. I, as it leaves my face hole. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm getting it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the next question comes from John. Um, hey, John. In episode 375, your first action is to copy the contents of index.php into the 375.php file. You took a deliberate decision to split the existing PHP into two parts, one section at the top of the file before the uh, doc type HTML. Okay, what, what episode was that? Because I'll bring up the file. 375. 375, okay. I heard it, but now I know it. Okay. 
Carry on. I'll, I'll bring up the file so we can see what he's talking about. Tag and the rest of the code is placed into the body. Did you just start halfway through a sentence? Maybe. <laughs> you took a deliberate... Well, I started the entire <laughs> sentence before that. Okay. You took a deliberate decision to split the existing PHP into two parts. One section at the top of the file before the doc type HTML tag and the rest of the code is placed into the body. Okay. Can you please explain why you made this decision in this case? Yeah, yeah. all right. There we go. Okay, so what we're talking about is... All right, why, did, why on earth did Robbie take this file and put the array up here and then put um, uh, a for each loop down here? Why is that? Right. So good question, fair question, and uh, I hope that I can answer it adequately. First of all, my array has to happen before the for each. Has to. Because I can't loop through something if it doesn't exist. PHP is a sequential language, pardon me. So what happens first actually happens first. So if I were to take that code and I were to move it to below the for each, well, it doesn't exist yet. So this, if is array dollar sign photos, is going to be false, and so it's never actually going to loop through because photos is defined after the that query. So I put it at the top. Generally, it can go anywhere above, and I could put it. It could go anywhere above the uh, the for each loop. So I could take it, and I could put it right here. But visually, when I open that file, it's a little less obvious where my array is. I, I tend to be a little more organized and do some of the really quick, you know. PHP at the very top of the file so that it's easy reference, mm -hmm. and then I do the, the output. So note that what this is doing, dollar sign photos, is I'm assigning the array, and so I'm doing something that is specifically only for PHP. PHP is going to see that data. The user is not. This, however, below that, is to generate output in the browser. See, I'm echoing and then some PHP, uh, some HTML, pardon me. So the echo is actually placing something in the browser. So why is it there? Well, it has to be below the body because HTML says, okay, anything that is going to be in the body of the file has to happen right here. So it is going to output it in the right spot. So that's why the PHP output happens there. So you understanding the difference between server-side and client-side. So this is run on the server-side. However, the echo is now outputting that a title and then the PHP is going to fill in the rest and it's going to loop through and it's going to place that within the document right. at the right point. But the array is the only anomaly because the array can be anywhere as long as it happens before that if question. Okay. If it exists. Right. I just put it at the top just to be organized. Yeah. Thanks for the question. Thank you. Whoa! Three minutes, two, two and a half minutes left. Calls for some theme music. Yeah! Thanks, everybody, for being here. This is Category 5 Technology TV. You'll find our website, www.category5.tv. Adam, how is the new camera? We got the thumbs up. He said something in Spanish. Bueno. So it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's good. Great job. Thanks for, for being here tonight. And uh, thank you, everybody, for being here with us tonight. Next week, and it's you, Sasha. Sasha's going to be I'm, on the co-hosting. I'm co-hosting next week. Nice. Yes. So make sure you tune in live and then watch a lot after. Also. Yeah. <laughs> watch it on repeat kind of thing. Yeah. So that's cool. uh, it'll be nice to have you uh, on this desk. the time that we have folks but uh hope you've been enjoying our roku channel and uh would love to hear from those of you in the chat room who are watching on roku live you know uh, if you've been following the show that over the past couple of weeks we've been doing some tweaking to make sure that roku uh, works well live uh, working around one of the firmware bugs that they've admitted to having implemented into the roku platform so in the meantime before that is fixed on their end uh, we're trying to work around it here so hopefully we've been able to watch tonight Well, and, uh, hopefully the, the camera looks well as uh, looks good as well. Because it's a new one and it's pretty. Yeah, yeah it looks kind of nice from this perspective. So, 
Um, and thank you to those who have contributed to allow us to purchase a, a camera and, uh, and the hardware that we have to run in order to make it work here. And uh, we're excited about that. And tonight was the first kind of test. So it looks good. Looks like it's uh, um, Also, if you're interested in finding out what we're doing with the camera, don't forget to watch Backstage Pass. It's on Roku. It's also on our YouTube channel. Uh, there are two uh, episodes there. DSLR. everybody have a fantastic week bye good night we hope you enjoyed the show category 5 tv broadcasts live from barry ontario canada every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern if you're watching this on demand or through cable tv check out the local show times in your area at category 5.tv and find out when you can watch live and interact in the community chat room Category 5 is a production of Prodigy Digital Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.